right. Welcome back to Clearwater Jazz Holidays, Young Lions Jazz Master Virtual Sessions. Man, oh man, it's Friday. We made it through another week together, and I am so thrilled to be back with our good friend Brandon Robertson, who's brought a special guest today on his second part topic of how to accompany a vocalist. We have Sanaya Carroll with us. Sanaya, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you so much for being with us today. This is going to be second part of How to Accompany a Vocalist. It's a part two series. Brandon, how you doing? I am blessed, feeling fantastic, and I'm super excited because we have Sanaya here, and I'm... Ooh, ooh. <laughs> All right, well, we're going to get into it in a second. Uh, participants are muted for the courtesy of the session, but if there are questions, we'll use the chat feature, and I'll moderate those and get those to Brandon and Sanaya. Thank you so much to everybody who's been following along the evolution this year of the virtual adaption of our Young Lions Jazz Master Sessions program. We have so many wonderful musicians and educators engaged with this, both near and far. And uh, you, after these live sessions, you can see all of them archived in, in video form online in the... Uh, uh, what we call the studio resource accessible through clearwaterjazz.com's education and outreach page. That's brought to you by Blue Water Wealth Management at Steward Partners and our new sponsor of that resource, Duke Energy. Um, and then we have the uh, Young Lions Jazz Master Virtual Sessions podcast, which is um, a wonderful, wonderful resource. You can listen to all these sessions and some other education programs we do. That's brought to you by our friends at Marine Max Clearwater. So Brandon is no stranger to Clearwater Jazz Holiday Education and Outreach. If you go to those resources, you're going to see a variety of different topics he's covered. Let me tell you about some of them. Where do I begin as a professional musician? Breathe, relax, focus, simple tools during performance raising the bar, preparing for performance, how to develop melodic bass lines, tempos and styles, how to develop endurance during a performance, thinking like a horn player from a bass perspective, which was a great one, how to capture a big sound on bass, playing duo performances, creating new music <laughs> composition and charts. Brandon's cracking me up right now. <laughs> Accompanying a vocalist, part one, practicing for two hours a day exclamation point and now we're back for a second part of how to accompany a vocalist part two with Sanaya Carroll and Brandon Robertson Brandon is a Emmy nominated music director professional upright electric bassist composer music educator originally from Tampa he completed his Bachelor of Arts in Music from Florida State University in 2009 and a Master of Music and Jazz Studies in the spring of 2016. Currently, Brandon is the Director of Jazz Studies and Director of the FGCU Basketball Band at Florida Gulf Coast University in Fort Myers, Florida. He was nominated for an Emmy Award for Best Documentary for Educational Collegiate Programs featuring the FGCU Jazz Ensemble. He is a prominent band leader. Um, just an incredible educator, so enthusiastic about this music, and we're really lucky to have him. Check out Based on a True Story, his newest release, B-A-S-S apostrophe D, Based on a True Story, which did awesome on the charts, and and Brandon's holding it up now. It's really, really <laughs> great. Sanaya Carroll's with us today. She's a, a vocalist that lives in the Sarasota area, 
huge music enthusiast, wonderful performer, and um, a colleague and friend of Brandon's who Brandon has twisted her arm to get her to appear uh, with us this morning. Um, and uh, she's going to share a little bit more with you today about this subject, but also about her experiences, background, love for this music. And we could not be more thrilled to have her um, and, 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 and Sanaya, if you could, during, if you, if you could tell people how to, uh, get in touch with you or follow you, um, I think people would be interested in that as well. I know SanayaCarroll.com is a good place to start. Um, so, uh, with that, I'm going to turn it over to you, Brandon, to take it away. Um, the stage is all yours. As usual, Steve. Thank you very, very much to the Clearwater Jazz Education Outreach, to the Jazz Holiday, to Al Down the Tampa Bay Jazz Association, everybody that's from the Bay Area that supports this cause. I am all for you all, and thank you. I show you nothing but gratitude and humbleness. Thank you, thank you. So, for everyone who's watching this currently, now, uh, a while back, I did a session called how to accompany a vocalist and what i talked about was just different key pointers of from an instrumentalist standpoint of what it's like to accompany a singer what is your role as the accompanist and what is expected of you and so i was kind of discussing things from my perspective when i say my perspective not me as the individual but my role as the individual in the band which is the bass player but then I said, hmm, I think it would make a lot more sense if I asked an actual vocalist these questions and have this dialogue with the vocalist so for you all to hear feedback directly from someone who has to interact with my current roles, you know, being a rhythm section player and could be a horn or whoever's a company but you can hear directly from the source so today i asked my special guest the lovely the beautiful the talented that's an understatement there she's like <laughs> right this sanaya carroll so sanaya and i have worked together and i remember the first time that i worked with her we were at a uh i think it was a i don't know if it was a, it wasn't a retirement home it was, was it a retirement home i don't know what kind of, kind of a situation Mardi Gras, and I think it was uh, probably a retirement. Yeah, and I just remember she had this life about her. And, I, and, and let me say rule number one from an instrumentalist standpoint, it feels great when you walk into a space and you get, you get hired to work with a singer. You've never met the singer before. You don't know who <laughs> they are. And you walk in and you just see life. So immediately I was like, oh, this is going to be a fun gig. So I wasn't worried. I was like, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. <laughs> so one thing that Sanaya did very, very great, which I'll let her explain a little bit about it, but I'm going to post it a little bit. She greeted the entire band. She introduced herself. She came and she said, hi, my name is Sanaya. It's, it's a pleasure to meet you. I'm looking forward to working with you. I can't tell you how many singers have not done that or don't do that with people that they work with that that because if it's somebody else that was contracted or if it was someone else that contracted the band for that singer the singer has no communication right so they're meeting this group of people for the first time wouldn't it make sense that you would want to introduce yourself and get to know them a little bit before you play with them so when sanaya did that i was like man i really appreciate that she took the time to introduce herself so that made me feel good like i'm a i'm 
gonna play my best. I'm, I'm gonna give her my all, right? So, Sanaya, here's here's what I ask you. What? First, I'm gonna backtrack a bit. How did you get into singing? What what made you choose jazz as a as a genre that you that you wanted to explore? What was something that intrigued you? I, I think jazz chose me. I didn't really choose jazz. Um, okay. And I say that. I mean, I do, but I say that it chose me because I've been singing since I was four. You know how we are. We all sing, and I have loved singing all my life. I used to make up songs before I ever went to school or anything like that. Um, but I was, you know, I was highly influenced by my sister, my older sister, who's no longer with us. And she taught me how to play my guitar over there. And cause she played guitar and I used to follow her musical taste. So it was kind of weird because my sister was into folk music. We were in North Philly and we, I was listening to folk music as my sister was, so I was. So it was like Gordon Lightfoot and Phil Oaks and Bob Dylan and Joan Baez. And that was like, um, the, the, the foundation of me singing, kind of, and then, you know, the Beatles and some R&B later on with the radio. And so it's like, um, that's what I did. I played guitar all through high school. I played guitar all through college. Um, I used to play every day. I don't play anymore, but I used to play every day. Anyway, at some point, um, <laughs> I started doing, I, later after college, I got involved with a group where we did, I was like world beat music. So it had a variety of like soca, and um, I had majored in Spanish. So we did we did Spanish music. So we had salsa, and we had, um, oh, the African thing came in, like African high life and West Africans. So we listened to Fela and that kind of stuff. And that began to really enhance my musical experience and sensibility and vocabulary mm -hmm. so that really got that that sort of began changing things but jazz was not a thing i felt an attraction for because i didn't understand it i hadn't had a lot of exposure mm -hmm. so i i thought when i listened to diodato or um what was the other guy um oh my gosh like a person like Diodato, that was heavy, that's hardcore. Stanley Tarantino, yeah, Hubert Laws, whoa, I must be digging in deep now. So that was about as close as I got, more like a, I guess you'd call it smooth jazz kind of thing, which was great. I loved mm -hmm. it. Um, and I still do. But anyway, when I came to Sarasota, oh, several years ago, I was, I, had been teaching and I had basically been singing in the classroom with my guitar and doing, I was teaching Spanish and doing all that stuff. So then I came here no longer teaching and I'm like, well, I want to sing. I don't know what, but I want to sing. So I kept thinking I'd go down to Siesta Key and work in one of those little restaurants and play that, you know, <laughs> something silly. And um, it didn't work out that way. I, for the first time I went to a, a jazz jam, a jam, a jam, it was a blues jam. I was mm -hmm. terrified because I'd never gone to a jam before. I was always too scared because I thought I wouldn't be as good as other people and the people would judge me and that flow. So I went to a blues jam and it was blues. And blues is great. And what I totally respect, a good blues singer, hats off, because that is some serious singing. It's from the heart and soul. It's also, from, it's very physical. Mm -hmm. you, know, you gotta have a certain going to to make it work as well, as well as you might want to. So right. I didn't really have that. <laughs> I tried, but somebody was there and they said, "Hey, you should check out the um, the jazz jam." I said, "Really? I only know two jazz songs. I knew uh, Round Midnight and God Bless a Child." 
Oh, and Summertime. Those are my three jazz songs. Six years ago, that was it. And so I went to the, I went, and I had learned Round Midnight when I was teaching theater at a school, and we did a musical production, and the woman asked me to learn Round Midnight, so I did. I didn't know it was a hard song. I just, I learned it, and I sang it. It was great. Um, I did this song with this band, and um, it worked. That's when people said, yeah, you should do this. And it hit me. I sort of, I got it, you know, just doing it and seeing a response and hear, hearing myself with a real combo, which I'd never done before. I was like, whoa, this is powerful. This mm. touches something. It's like tickling something deep inside. And so from then on, I started going to the jams every week, learning new songs every week. I actually had to get over my fear of not being able to memorize lyrics. But, you know, so that was like the whole thing. I can't believe I knew three songs and now I know, I don't know how many. So I proved a lot to myself, you know, like an old dog can learn new tricks if you are inspired and you have the motivation and the reason to do it. Then you love the passion. Well, then, you know, what gets me going when I when I deal with singers is I always think about, you know, what is their background? What are they thinking about? Like, what kind of person are they? You know, am I am I hearing a singer or am I just hearing the individual who's trying to sing? Because that's two different styles of singing, like someone who's trying to sing and get a point across sounds different than somebody who's singing. And they're actually in it, right? So, what are uh, what are some of the things that you look for when you are booking a band? Like, what are some of the things that you, as a vocalist, want in your band? Like, in terms of like the instrumentalist. Okay, and I'm just gonna piggyback a tiny bit, real fast, what you just said about singing, wanting to sing, or singing. Um, I think most of my life, I was wanting to sing. I was a singer who wanted to sing until you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, somewhere along the line, I also got involved with storytelling and theater. And that I brought, when I brought storytelling and theater to my singing, it everything changed. And what happened with um, jazz, I don't know really what happened, but it's like I walked into a room where I wasn't afraid and I wasn't thinking. And I wasn't trying to sing. I was, I was just letting the music come through me. Mm-hmm. And that that's what used to happen with storytelling. Storytelling, the story comes through me. And with sing with jazz in particular, and probably with music now in general, I don't know, but definitely jazz, it comes through me and it's not about me anymore. And that is amazing. Um, when I look for a band, I look for a band who feels that way. <laughs> okay. Um, first of all, you gotta have skills. Everybody's gotta be able to read. They gotta have, they have to be able to solo and feel comfortable about that. They need to be able to read so that they can do different keys if you need to make a shift or whatever. If I'm gonna do a band, work with a band now, they have to be flexible. Like if, I have, I've been blessed. I've met the most amazing musicians here and they have all been my teachers. And anything I do well is because of them because they taught me and they say, hey, you better do this, you know, because I do not want to be a chick singer. You know what I mean? Right. So, no, I, know. I never wanted to be a chick singer. So um, I, you know, I did whatever I needed to do not to be that. So, so I think for me, they, where I am now, because I have all these backgrounds in my music, is not just straight ahead, standard, beautiful sounding jazz. I actually want this substance. I want this nugget of like, of the of the African rhythm of, or or the, or the Caribbean kind of thing coming through. It's just because it's a part of me, and you mm-hmm. know, it's a Spanish major. That's a part of me too. So I want this to come through, and so I need musicians who can understand that 
and when we when it when it's time for us to bring that kind of sensibility into the music that they can do that and that's mm -hmm. harder because a lot of folks are really they do what they do and that's fine because they're excellent at what they do but i think where i'm growing now is that i want a little bit i want them i want folks who can do a little bit even more than that so that's a little tricky but it's it's good it's good it's growth and that's what it's all about um they have to be um, if I'm looking for a group, I'd like them to be familiar with each other and, and work well together as a unit. Like sometimes you can get some people who don't know each other and they might have an attitude, somebody may not like somebody, and then that creates a friction in the, in the feeling. I don't want that. So I want folks who, even if they don't love each other, that they love the music and they love what they can create together, that they respect that and they can come to that regardless of whatever else might be happening. Um, and, oh, and are they playing for money or are they playing for music? Usually hmm. we're playing for a combination. Because <laughs> I mean we need some money. But yeah, we money. <laughs> you got these kids. <laughs> exactly, I get that. But you know what it is? I came into this later in life, okay? Um and and I gave up a really good teaching well-paying teaching job up in Connecticut to come down to Sarasota and not teach and not have the money or anything. But when I found the music or when the music found me, it just lit every fire I had. I'm like, yeah, sometimes I mean, they say, what is this? You're like crazy. I say, I am crazy because I love this. I'm like born again. And for you to be the only one up there or with a group of guys who's feeling excited about something musical, um, that's kind of a drag it's kind of lonely and you you realize how much you could fly if you're all there together it's like mm -hmm. you get on this magic carpet and you just zoom go and you bring everybody else with you you know mm -hmm. so the, the audience is going the musicians are going the universe is going it is an amazing journey so that's what i look for um if you know when i when it's possible i try to choose people who i know we can create the magic carpet and we can get on it and we can grab folks along the way and we can fly so what do you do in a situation when you don't have that if you got called to do it if you got called to play in somebody else's gig as mm -hmm. a singer and you showed up and it was with a group of musicians who just that was the first time they ever met and then you was dealing with issues like that like how do you adjust to those things well i just try to um, what do you call it? Kill them with love. You know, <laughs> like in other words, you you wanna you you want to. I try to do what I do to make the people, whoever I'm working with, like as a teacher, it's the same kind of thing. Cause I had a captive audience, right? So I right. have to make these kids fall in love with some aspect of what we're doing. So if so if it just means smiling and being nice and being warm and being hey, accommodating, you know, with to a certain degree, whatever I can do to help create a, a comfortable place on stage, great. Um, the other thing that's gonna definitely happen is the audience. I don't know what it is with me and audiences, but I love them. And um, I love the energy that they bring and that they give. I love creating a bridge between myself, the music and them. I love to have that circular breathing kind of thing happening in you know for the duration of that performance. I love that audience to leave that room feeling like something has shifted for the better inside on a spiritual and emotional, maybe even a physical level. So um, that's, and I think 
I'm pretty sure that sometimes when musicians have been like, mm, mm, a little funky, maybe a little like, okay, here we go again. I think when they see that happen, because I think they see it and they feel it too, because that's why mm. they were in music in the first place. I think they, um, it surprises them, but it inspires them. I think it touches them as well. And, mm. um, and that's what it's about. It's about touching, inspiring, and creating bridges. You know, I, I wanted to ask too, as a singer, do you have, what are your, how picky are you about your gig etiquette? So like with the band, like, are there things that you just will never tolerate, but then are there things that you might let slide, you know, that, and that's, and that's a fair question as a singer, because as an instrumentalist, like, here's my etiquette for, from an instrumentalist, singers, please make sure that you warm your voice up before you start to sing don't go on stage super cold and it's like i'm just gonna go for it and you start cracking your first five notes yeah you've already lost and now the band has to make up for that do you know how much extra work that is for us to have to make up for that lack of that, that's just the etiquette another etiquette uh introduce the band like Acknowledge us. We are the ones that's helping you sound good. No offense, but acknowledge the band. Like I, I can't tell you how many gigs I've been on with singers and they don't acknowledge the band. And I'm like, no, I mean the entire gig. They don't say nothing about the band. I'm like, so we just up here, and then and then you're gonna be late, and then and then you're gonna be late on paying me, a double whammy. Come on. So, Sanaya, uh, what's your what's your etiquette? Just very briefly. What's some etiquette? Okay, real real brief. Um, people have to be dressed appropriately, and I like I like to dress up. You know, like I like to look good because I don't. For me, if people are coming to a show, it's something special. I want them to feel like I think they're special. So we always get dressed up and look nice for something that we consider to be special. So I'm, if I'm with you, I want to be special. I want the guys to be kind of nice looking too. You know, I want them to like. I want to be looking at them and saying, "Yeah, I got these five. You know, so that's that's what I ideally like. Um, I like them to be punctual. They got to be on time. My God, have to be because I am. Believe me, it is hard for me to be on time. Same yeah. for the people in the back. <laughs> yep. Oh. Mm -hmm. It just, oh. So they got to be on time. They got to have the instruments. You know, they need to have all the stuff they need. Like if they need to have a light, they got to have a I have a light okay maybe I'll, i mean i have at this point i have a light in my bag so if somebody really doesn't have a light i will have a light um if we're outside have the clips you know always have extra clips from yourself and everybody else um so you gotta take care of people so you do because things happen um let me see what else uh da, 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 da. oh do not I have not had this problem really well, not too much, um, with drinking or stuff. You know, folks, like some people will drink on a gig and they will get kind of sloppy. Bad way to get my respect. It just, I can feel it because it's not good. So, um, and it's, it's, there's no reason for that. I don't, I can't do, I won't do it. So no, but we should, we can't. And I, I have, can tell you about some stories of making mistakes, like even, but I'll tell you maybe later for your time. Um, <laughs> yeah, I made some uh, dependable. You gotta be dependable. You gotta have energy. Oh my God. You know, because I've had a lot of things videotape, right? So when you have a band back there and everybody's playing like this, 
It's like, and they're dead. It's like, so I'm like, did it, did it, did it, did it, did And they're like, it's like, whoa, it's, it's, it's clear. It's clear that there's a lack of energy and I'm working harder, like you said, to overcome this void of just like dead zone here. So mm-hmm. there's gotta be a joy and an enthusiasm that you grab from that music. Just, mm-hmm. you know, even if you played it 15, uh, 50 times, you know, for me, it's not, it's not, it might only be 50 times. For you, it might be 500. I get that, because I'm young in this, this, in this whole thing. But still, you know, if you've lost the joy in the verb, okay, but I probably, you're not gonna be my first choice. Right, right, right. So I think that's it. You know, those are the base, basically um, the thing, and the things, you know, I think that's it. Yeah. And what about uh do you provide instrumentalists with keys to your songs or how do you or do you tell oh, them to figure man. it out on their own? I'm just curious. Oh gosh, you know, I learned that with the jam sessions. God bless these guys. They all told me. I learned bring your dag on chart, even for a jam. Just have a chart ready. Yeah, they might have it, but you have a chart in case they don't. Know your keys. You think it's so hard to know your keys. It's not that hard. Just get iReal Pro. You can always figure out your keys. If you play, I don't play piano. I don't play keys. I'm learning some stuff because I'm doing more recording now, and I need – it's a handicap, and I'm sick of it. So – um but you you have to know how to get your keys at home, either with somebody through iReal Pro. If you play even better, do it. Um, you need to know. Okay, you need to have the. Um, I like to bring a book for the guys. So everybody should have their own book. Um, I used to actually bring it in a binder. They said I learned <laughs> over time that no, the binder's a nice idea and a little folder you know little plastics you know things are fine however why don't you just put it in a folder so they can take it out and do it you know use it as they need to use it but have it in order and have it all set if you know you're if you know you're you know you have a thing that is like a concert you have everything in order um so what else you gotta have um oh you have horns have your b flat charts okay it's nice if you can bring them the b flat charts so they don't have to do that as well Transposed um, charts. I like that. The vocalists yeah. that are watching this, make sure you transpose you transpose your charts for the different instruments that are yeah. accompanying you. Yes. It just makes it easier and it's really not that hard to do. It's like, uh, like it's a big deal to do that. So um if I can do it, anybody can do it. Oh, anything else with that? Uh, uh, yeah, sometimes I, if, if it's a special occasion, it's not a lot of bread, then I'm going to have to make some cookies. So I will make homemade cookies and bring them in. <laughs> well, here's, here's the one thing that I want to wrap up real quickly. And so what, when you talk about um, uh, who do you lean towards? Who should a vocalist lean towards in terms of relying on harmony and like if if someone got like if the vocalist got lost like who should they lean towards to figure out like okay what's happening not that they should be lost i'm not encouraging that but But yeah that's your your job is to know song form and to have that in your head you got to know your forms and if you don't know them you work on that i mean and you tape yourself tape yourself because that's how you learn about what where you mess up and where you do well um Mm -hmm. i listen to the piano because that's usually how I rehearse with first and foremost, you know, like I'll give have shared a chart with the with the keyboard player mm-hmm. and we'll have gone over some aspect of it perhaps. But, you know, because they're gonna be playing the chords, they're easiest. I also find myself listening a lot to the bass 
because the base gives that root and you want to that'll yeah that'll bring you in when you know that'll help that'll help a lot so those two i guess the, the keys in the base are what kind of keep me afloat and lastly um just as some advice that you can give to future young inspiring vocalists uh male or females um it, what advice would you give them or suggestions that you think they can work on technique wise uh literature like what are some things that helped you help you learn songs faster or memorize like you said like there was a crutch for a while of memorizing lyrics but now you've overcome that so what are some things that uh you can give or advice you can give to the future audience who are watching this oh gosh for all you guys out there who are like me um listen 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 that's one of the biggest things i would say um that was the biggest journey listen and tape yourself yeah always tape yourself like i said i i because i didn't always have a band around me and since i don't actually play and i'm sure most of you do which is a good thing um i would you know play tunes on iReal. i'd listen 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 then i play them on iReal Plo. i could just have them record um just play the mel the um accompaniment and i'd sing to that and i tape it okay and i tape gigs oh gosh um you know you got these phones you can tape everything i tape everything um because i will hear like one thing i learned once i was playing with a bass remember billy pulicherry yeah yeah, oh, yeah. rest in peace billy oh, yeah man i miss yeah billy. I love, well, yeah. he taught me. I learned something beautiful with him. We're doing, forget the tune right now off my head, but it, he was doing, um, I was going to do a little scat thing. And you have to try things. You've got to, you've got to be willing to fall on your face because it's only by falling that you can get back up and learn something. You get stronger mm. and stronger and stronger. If you never try something different, and if you let fear hold you back, you'll never get anywhere. I used to be afraid to sing at a jam at all. And I just started jumping off the cliff, jumping off the cliff, jumping off the cliff. And I found that I didn't die. I would come back again and I'd be a little better the next time and I could hear myself learning. Right. And other people could hear me learning. So with Billy, he played a soul, he was, I was, he started playing a solo. I said, I pointed to him that we could do the solo together. I had no idea how this would be. I'd never done it. So he starts playing, and I'm listening real closely. And because of how he, he tuned his bass, it's yeah. very like a cello, so it's much more melodic. And I did a solo behind what he did. So we were listening, and we were weaving it like this. And it was the most beautiful thing I had ever done. It was like, are you ready? It was like kissing somebody for the first time. When you really don't take anything for granted and everything is fresh and new and it's all spontaneous. That's what music needs to be. And um, so I would say whatever you can do to have those kinds of experiences musically, you should do that. Um, talk to talk to musicians, ask them, well, what's good to read? I'm going to have brain farts now because I didn't think about this question. This is what I, would, I should have thought about. Um, but YouTube, there's so much to look at and listen to. Um, I use Spotify a lot. I discover a lot of folks and people and songs and whatnot on, on, on Spotify. I guess if you use Apple Music, just explore, explore, keep on delving deeper. And um, yeah, I guess that's, that's what I can say off the cuff. I mean, I know there's more. Oh, get a coach. If you're a vocalist, yeah, get a coach because you can always be better. Don't ever, don't ever assume that you all like that. It's all about growing more into your potential. And you're right. not going to be done until you stop breathing. And maybe right. you won't be done then. 
Right. Best stuff to do. It ain't never. It's never over. And 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 feel the joy, the joy and the motivation. That is what carries me. That's what make. That's what makes you want to keep doing it. It's that beautiful. I mean, nothing does it like music. Nothing. It's the most amazing language and gift that we have as humans. I think, and um, you know, it's celebrated every time when you get on. Whenever you sing, celebrate. Know you're celebrating your breath and your inter- your story, other people's stories, building bridges, touching people, touching, being touched. It's so human. Well, Sanaya, thank you for that. For that sum up. And, and I want to leave with this last bit of piece of information to this future audience. Um, <clears throat> always know that um, you could always count money for anything. Money will always be there. Money's going to come and go. But that love of music, you know, once it's gone, it's hard to retrieve that back, you know, because it's, it's, it's very it's very attuned to like who you are as a person. So when we perform, especially when you're back and when you're accompanying a singer, there's a different there's a different sensitivity that you have to present behind the singer because the singer is using their voice. That is the most sensitive instrument out of all of the classifications that we categorized for music and so i have to be sensitive to that voice i have to be sensitive to their sound their tonality and i have to make sure that uh like you was explaining sanaya uh, the example you gave with you and billy how that synergy and that that intertwining has to be in sync together the yin and the yang otherwise it's completely off and so uh if you're if you're a vocalist be encouraged to surround yourself with like-minded musicians that you want to become so be surround yourself with other musicians like sanaya said that are potentially you know more seasoned i don't like to use the word better than you because people take that better as oh it's like no just a little more seasoned you know someone who has a little more under their belt and they're a lot more refined so you can take elements from that and apply it to what you want to do so if you're a vocalist that hears your favorite local singer say ask them how are you doing this can you show me some things or tell me what i need to do i do that all the time with instrumentalists local musicians here you know Dan Millerson. I I'm I I pick Dan's brain so much it's ridiculous, and I'm and Dan is somebody who would consider me and not only as a friend but as a colleague, a bandmate. You know equally. So he's you know he asked me for stuff and I'm like, dude, you're way more experienced than me. But it's the camaraderie and the respect that we have for each other as musicians and as people. So you have to respect, you know, the the person first, whoever your company and get to know that person. So even if it's for the first time, still take the time to know them. So um, I just wanna leave you with that bit of piece of information is you guys are still making music. So it's not about like, I'm doing a show, you're making the music. So always keep the music centered, make that your core, okay? Oh, yes, not, yes, not. It's important, tiny, it's important for musicians. If you, especially with jazz and standards and, and things that you know lyrics to, be aware. The best, I think the best playing comes when people know the story that was part of the music when it was being created. And if so, if there are lyrics to a song, you can just bam that song out, but you might miss the whole sensibility of what the lyrics are trying to communicate. The story is now being completely erased, and and maybe you have all this music there, but you've lost the nuances mm-hmm. and the valleys and the peaks and lows and all that kind of thing. So, yeah, yeah 
be aware of lyrics because singers will be singing the lyric. And if you don't know the lyrics, when they go low, you know, you might be still banging it out, but they just, you know, diminish their tone to get really intimate. And you're like still acting like it's something else. It's like, no, man, you didn't know the lyrics of song. Mm. That can be important. That's very, uh, know the lyrics. That's very important for instrumentalists too. So thank you, Sanaya. Thank you for joining us this morning. Thank you guys again for having us. I, th I think this was a very grateful and useful session, uh, especially for vocalists who have those uncertainty questions for instrumentalists that they might be afraid to ask. I just answered them for you, so I got you. Don't worry. You took care of it. Yeah, man. Boy, wow. You know, I, I always feel so good after these. You know what I mean, Brandon? You know, I, I mean? do. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's great. It's a nice way uh, to kick off the weekend. And, um, you know, it's a little bit emotional. Sanaya brought up Billy and Billy, you know, Billy was a really yeah. special part of our family, you know, uh, and our outreach that we do. He he would just absolutely love the things we're doing now and how we've adapted this year with these uh, sessions and some of the other things. He was uh, one of the original members um, or very soon thereafter of the history of jazz outreach program that we do uh, in the school system. And with Billy, you know, we, he was there for that whole ride. We, we, we had, we, by the time he had passed, we had reached probably 30,000 students in the Bay area and beyond with wow. that program. He also started working with our, my journey with jazz program in the neighborhood family centers. And he would oftentimes say to me how much he just absolutely loved, um, uh, working in the community in that way and sort of the legacy being part of of celebrating the, the music and the art form and um really cool i was honored to have an opportunity to to speak at a celebration of life that that he did and talk about that and um so anyway i just wanted to to comment how much we've also missed billy and um and think about him a lot and i know he's smiling down somewhere you know all these things we're doing um it also really uh really inspiring talk today sanaya it was so lovely to have you uh for the first time with us i hope it's not the last time um i i know why brandon invited you i could see it in the the, the first few moments that uh <laughs> you spoke about it it's very clear you have an incredible passion for uh music and um we're grateful grateful for you uh being part of this um so for those that are following along uh brandon's gonna be back with us on december 4th with a topic called know your worth negotiating the gig which is going to be an important one but before then and after then we have these sessions scheduled well into december um, we started a new kind of fun series with it, um, more recently called the What I Love About series. And people are talking about uh, musicians specific to their instruments. So, for instance, Austin Vickery is doing a What I Love About series. He's already covered Charlie Parker and Paul Desmond, and he's got some other Ooh. fun ones coming up. And John O'Leary and Mark Feynman are going to be involved in that particular project as well. And uh, you can, for deeper dives, you can, you can check out our stop time series with Frank Williams. And, uh, you know, that's, that's a wonderful way of, 
learning about uh, people and places who have contributed to the art form over time and these wonderful little uh, nuggets, video and audio told in Frank's one-of-a-kind style and uh, starting with Civil War era influences and, and going through present day and a lot, lot going on. So by listening um, and watching, you are a special part of that. And um, certainly Brandon and Sanaya are a special part of these Young Lions Jazz Master virtual sessions. Um, and we love that. So on thank behalf you. of the uh, Clearwater Jazz Holiday Foundation, Brandon, Sanaya, thank you. Um, to everyone who is uh, uh, following along and watch, watching today or will be watching and listening in the future, thanks for being a special part of this as well. We hope you're finding good value in it. And, um, you know, stay safe out there. Be well. Keep playing. Keep singing, and, as Sanaya would say. And um, keep listening. And um, we'll see you all soon. All right, guys. Take care. Have a good one. Thank you for listening to Clearwater Jazz Holidays, Young Lions Jazz Master Virtual Sessions. Thank you to our friends at Marine Max Clearwater for helping to present this podcast series. To learn more about the Clearwater Jazz Holiday Annual Festival tradition, other special events throughout the year, and our year-round education and outreach, please visit clearwaterjazz.com.